Welcome to Urban Principle, leadership lessons brought to you by BrettAndersonConsulting.com. And now here's your host, Brett Anderson. And welcome back to another podcast. We are on episode 94, season two, and I'm calling this Different Styles of Leadership. And Kozis and Posner from the Leadership Challenge, a book uh, very familiar to most of our listeners and many of you, I'm sure. It was a Business Week bestseller. Um, they list five practices and 10 commitments of leadership as practice uh, in the practice of modeling the way, inspire a shared vision, challenge the process, enable others to act, and encourage the heart. And going into some of the different styles, uh, I found a good article that uh, came out in the Educational Leadership April uh, 2021 edition, uh, volume 78. And um, I know I shared some things from that issue with you. Um, it's a really good issue. There were a lot of good things in there uh, about empowering your staff and many of the things we talk about on this show. And an article I wanted to share uh, in the Research Matters section was, What Kind of Leader Are You? And it's uh, by Brian Goodwin and Kent Davis. And says, The Times Call for Leaders Who Can Navigate Change and Inspire Others. Um I'm going to read pieces of this a little bit, but they, they cite a lot of different research in here, and it's some really good stuff. Um, the darkest days of the pandemic may soon be behind us, but new and perhaps even greater challenges are looming, including helping millions of students recover many months of lost learning while re-energizing or replacing, replacing thousands of exhausted teachers. Isn't that the truth? Uh, a lot of the buildings I'm in right now are using a lot of different uh, strategies to try and fill positions and... Uh, to split kids and to cover um, teachers being absent. Many administrators are actually filling positions themselves and uh, getting subs is not easy right now. Uh, let's see, I'm going to read a little bit more. It goes on. Um, this may be a paradigm shift for many leaders, one that requires them to reflect on not only what they, what they must do, but more deeply on who they must be as leaders. Over the years, research has surfaced two distinctly different types of leadership. More conventional, transactional leadership works from the outside in, creating expectations, assigning roles and responsibilities, and establishing and ensuring compliance with processes. Transformational leadership, on the other hand, works from the inside out, instilling aspirational goals and vision, creating a collective sense of purpose, defining collaborative goals, goals and encouraging risk-taking. And we talk a lot about transformational uh, leadership on this show. Um, and then he cites uh, Lyons and Schneider, 2009. While both styles may have their place and purpose, transformational leadership supports better team performance in many ways. For example, in a laboratory experiment with 214 adults, participants received directions for completing a complex task from three different styles of leaders, uh, actors evoking transactional, transformational, and laissez-faire leadership styles. Those who received directions uh, by transformational leadership styles reported greater feelings of efficacy, more social support, and less stress. Most important, they performed better on the task, and that was Lyons and Schneider in 2009. So there's some uh, research for us. So they performed better on their task, uh, being under transformational leadership. Um, those who received marching orders from leaders with no-nonsense, let's-get-to-work trans transactional styles reported less confidence, higher stress, and less social cohesion. And another 
course, word for that might be a micromanager, right? And somebody that's a little bit of a dictator. I suppose that could be the extreme of that transactional style, of course, and perform worse on the task. We're referring here to leadership styles, not people. So leaders can and should shift between styles based on the current needs of the organization. Nonetheless, leaders who are more adept with transformational styles often share the same core beliefs and dispositions, which suggests the following touch points for empowering others. And then they list some uh, what they're calling touch points. And let me highlight a little bit of these. Uh, believe in yourself and others. Perhaps, perhaps the most important trait for any leader is self-efficacy, believing they can have a positive impact on the world around them. Research dating back to the 1970s. Anderson and Schneier, uh, uh, 1978, has in fact shown that teams led by those with self-efficacy or an internal locus of control, leaders who believe their own actions, not in external forces, control their life's outcomes, outperform teams led by those who tend to blame others or extenuating circumstances for poor outcomes. Uh, interesting. A uh, comparison study of 20 principals, 10 who were successfully turning around low-performing schools and 10 who were not identified internal locus of control um, as a key differentiator between effective and ineffective leaders. Uh, and that was Bourne's uh, 2017. Unlike externals who tended to attribute school performance to lack of resources, uh, slow-moving district bureaucracies or students themselves, internals were more apt to exert uh, control over their environments, pushing back against counterproductive district mandates, uh, asserting control over curricular decisions and being a squeaky wheel to secure resources needed for their schools. Um, interesting points there, because I actually, of course, had the opportunity of turning around a high-poverty, low-performing building at one point and spent 10 years as principal. Um, and I definitely had a uh, belief that we could really change the things that we were doing and that had that internal locus of control. Um, interesting. And another thing they cite is being optimistic. Leaders' optimism is often rooted in seeing assets where others see only deficits. A study of principals from five high-performing, high-poverty schools in South Africa found that they all shared an asset-based orientation to their work in schools. They weren't Pollyannish. They acknowledged the poverty around them, yet they identified and drew upon strengths, capabilities, and insights from their communities and found ways to build on bright spots in their schools. And that was from uh, Chikoko uh, Nekir and Maithian. I may be mispronouncing that for sure. That was in 2015. Uh, and also caring about others. A uh, longitudinal study of 400 Chicago schools found that the most important predictor of sustained school improvement was relational trust. The extent to which everyone in the school community shared a sense of moral obligation Mutual respect and reliance on another, one on one another. Brick and Schneider, that was 2003. Trust developed slowly over time and the cumulative effect of multiple positive conversations, interactions, and ob observations that made people feel heard, respected, and valued. And we've talked about the importance of building trust on this show, and you can't uh, overlook the importance of uh, developing trust for sure including the school community and and all of your internal and external stakeholders as well. 
And then being optimistic, uh, boy, that's for sure, because I had to be extremely optimistic in some of the situations I was in and held that optimism. And many times in meetings uh, with different people, they would say, yep, that's why you're the principal, because you're seeing that glass is more than half full for sure. And um, I had to keep that vision and help others to see that vision for sure. So being optimistic, and we've always talked about optimism and the power of positivity on this show can make a big difference in your leadership and uh, leading others because it's infectious and uh, and it also gets, uh, it just carries through your staff. Uh, the, the last two that they cite are know yourself, know thyself is what they say. Research also links transformational leadership behaviors to emotional intelligence. Uh, one of my favorite areas, emotional intelligence and primal leadership is an excellent book. I've cited that before on this show. Uh, it's probably one of my favorite leadership books and understanding uh, others and where people are coming from. And that's uh, great stuff. The ability to understand our emotions, see ourselves as others do and adjust our behaviors and uh, accordingly, and that was Barling Slater and Kelway, 2000. A study of 72 high school principals, Hanlon in 2004, found a strong link between emotional intelligence and several responsibilities associated with effective leadership. Uh, that was identified in a McCrell International Meta-Analysis study um, that included Marzano, Marzano and McNulty and Waters in 2003. In particular, leaders' self-awareness, the ability to, to identify and understand their own emotions, was strongly linked to their focus establishing clear goals and keeping them at the forefront of a school's attention. Uh, intellectual stimulation, keeping staff informed about research and best practices, monitoring and assessing the impact of improvement efforts and student outcomes, and situational awareness, sensing undercurrents in the school and addressing them quickly. Uh, effective leaders appear to be reflective leaders, and then they talk about, they finally end with talking about balancing leadership and transactional and transformational leaders are not mutually exclusive. Transactional leadership, in fact, often serves as a foundation for transformational leadership. And I, I said something earlier talking about uh, transactional being more negative. That's not necessarily true. Um, your best leadership styles are ones, like they said, that kind of ebbs and flows uh, between the different styles as they're needed. And uh, an excellent book on that is uh, the one I'm reading right now, which is uh, uh, is by uh, Michael Fullen and Nuance. And I've re I've referenced that a little bit with you right now. Nuance: Why some leaders succeed and others fail. And he does talk about some of the nuances of uh, leadership and being able to uh, move between them, um, as we were talking about in this article. And if you want to see the full article. That was actually Brian Goodwin and Kent Davis and What Kind of Leader Are You? Uh, the Times Call for Leaders Who Can Navigate Change and Inspire Others, and that was ASCD, Educational Leadership, Volume 78, and The Empowered Principle. And uh, uh, excellent article and things to think about as you develop your leadership style and keep promoting that positivity. And I'm going to go ahead and wrap up tonight and... Uh, let's end with a quote. A uh, leader is not an administrator who loves to run others, but someone who carries water for his people so that they can get on with their jobs. And that was by Robert Townsend. Robert Townsend. So as we continue to say, keep promoting effective leadership through productive culture changes. And until next time, remember to stay positive.
been listening to Urban Principle. Leadership lessons brought to you by BrettAndersonConsulting.com.